Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're here talking about topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can also be lonely and isolating, which is another reason we're here to help make moms like you know that you're not alone. Now it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor and healthcare providers directly about any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about everything pregnancy and life as a mom. So grab your cold coffee and tea that's been sitting out for three hours and let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. Today we are going to be talking with Katie about the top 10 things you need to know about having a vaginal birth. Hello Katie. Hey. How are you? Good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to hear all the things that you are going to share with us about um, things that people need to know about uh, giving birth naturally. Well, naturally is not a necessarily well, like it's. I did not give birth naturally. I had a vaginal. Yeah. I had vaginal deliveries. I did not. Let's just put it out there. I am not a superwoman. I got took an the drugs. Yeah, I don't like pain. So okay. naturally is not necessarily what I did. I had a vaginal birth. I did not go natural. Yes. Um, so and I've also had. I took the epidural, but I also had other things too along the way leading up to the nat- the uh, epidural. So, um, yes, this is stuff that I never knew about um, and kind of shocked me. But then there's also a couple of things in too that are, I'll say, like there's maybe one that I throw in just because I think it's, I was surprised and I didn't think about it, didn't cross my mind, but it always stands out when I think about my birth experiences. So. Um, my first one, I had no idea that you needed a catheter when you got an epidural. So this is for obviously connects to, um, having an epidural, but, and a catheter, it's different than the catheter that's used to, um, but how to, would you even, how, how do you even have a catheter? Cause the baby's got to come out. So, okay. So first off, it's different than the catheter that is used to, um, in like for C-sections and stuff. No, oh, it's just the same one. It's just, oh. So there are two types of catheters, um, in, in the world of pregnancy and labor and delivery. There is the, uh, induction catheter, which is a bulb that's used to try and induce labor. But then yeah. there is also a urinary catheter, which is what I'm talking about, which is what you had with a C-section, yeah. what C-section mamas have, and what also epidural mamas have. Um, because, I didn't know this. Yeah. So I also had no idea. It totally makes sense because, you know, you're, really you're feeling, stuff. you have no feeling. You're not yeah. allowed to get up and move around. So you obviously can't go to the bathroom. And there's also a health piece to it too. So obviously, if you have an epidural, you're likely hooked up onto fluids and on an IV fluid. And so with that IV fluid, um, obviously, your bladder is going to fill. And a full bladder in labor is a little risky because it can um, cause 
the baby, it can almost essentially, it essentially can block the baby from sliding down and moving into the pelvis. It can cause problems with that, can, which can stall labor and all these things. So it totally makes sense. You can't move because you're frozen. And also you don't want a, a bladder filling up and not having anywhere to drain because it then block, could block the baby from moving into the birth canal. So hold on. So if you don't have drugs, like if you don't, don't yeah. have a, you, you, there's no catheter. Well, no, because you can get up and you can go to the bathroom. Right. And so from my, from my understanding is if you do not have an epidural and you're going natural, like, yeah, you can go to the bathroom. So they usually say that you have to go to the bathroom, try to go to the bathroom from my understanding once an hour to avoid that full bladder mm. of blocking the baby from sliding into the pelvis. That's I didn't my know this. Mm -hmm. No clue. But I had yeah. no idea about the, about the catheter with an epidural. Interesting. Um, yeah. But it, like I said, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So what's number so, two? Number two is water breaking. Okay. So, so like I've said in, like when I talked about Freya's birth story, I was not expecting my water to break. Absolutely not. And I have good reason for it because statistically, there's only about 15% of pregnant women whose water break. And I know in every movie that we see, there's a pregnant woman, somebody's water breaks, like in this big dramatic yeah. moment, that hardly ever happens. And like, it is, it rarely ever happens that you are going to have your water break because it's only 15% of people who really that happens to. Um, so I personally was not expecting that in any way when it happened to me with Freya. Then, Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. Your water is exploding. Um, but then even after that, there's a huge thing that people, because we see in the media and like all the movies, like this giant dramatic burst of water flooding the floor of like in the yeah. movie. That really doesn't happen to most people. That what happens like when somebody Isn't that like peeing, it's kind of like a little trickle. Yeah, for most people, yeah. it could be a drag, a little stream. It is not that big dramatic piece for most people. And I will say that I am not most people because mine exploded. Um, so I was not prepared for that either. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, like you have this. I had this big initial gush, like this deluge of. <laughs> amniotic fluid but then after I had like every like little bump on the road to the hospital would be like a gush every movement really? would be a gush yeah like these random like bursts of fluid would come out and it was so uncomfortable because then I really did feel like I was peeing myself yeah um, yeah I was not ready for that at all like it was really it was really weird it's such a weird sensation to have your water break um, and normally it would be, it's pretty commonly a slow trickle and, but then after, and it could go for hours, like you could be leaking fluid. I know I've heard of some women like leaking fluid for like 24 hours. Yeah. Well, and just so, because your water breaks, like sometimes they do stuff to like slow it down and stuff yeah. and like, like depending on how far along you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I know it with twins, like if you're water breaks and you're like 32 weeks or whatever they like try to slow it down yeah so but. that the water breaking 
in itself was I was not prepared for. But then also looking at the other pieces too, I was like, yeah, this is a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So what do you have for number three? Okay. So I just got to look at my list. Uh, so number three. Oh, getting your cervix checked. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. I knew that I was going to be getting my cervix checked. Yeah. And I was expecting it to be gentle. No, it's not. It's like being fisted up to the ceiling. Yeah. They ram their hands up inside you. I think maybe I would never like compare this and think about this, but like I think in my head, I was thinking, okay, a pap. You go for a pap. Oh, yeah. But like gentle, like, okay, just take a moment, like take a deep breath. We're just going to check and you get that little pinch. I think that's what I was expecting. I was like the first time I got checked with Freya when I went to the hospital after they said, yes, they tested the fluid in my underwear and said, yes, it is amniotic fluid. You are in labor. Hold on. They tested your underwear? Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So they check to see if it's pee or if it's amniotic fluid. So they take a swab and if the swab turns blue, then it's amniotic fluid. And then I guess if it doesn't, then it's pee Um, or some other bodily discharge. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's not. Sorry. No, that's okay. Side note. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you want to, if you and a couple other girls didn't tell me what it was like, like, I, I kind of knew what it was like and it was still worse than I thought it was going to be like. Oh, yeah. I actually right. had to have my cervix checked. Yeah. Totally Because you, you thought you were in labor with Caroline. Yeah. When yeah. I went to the hospital and they were checking me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what they were telling me about. Yeah. And I yeah. thought like, I, I was like, okay, you're just going to use your fingers because I know they use their fingers to measure your cervix. cervix. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was like, they were like elbow deep. They were just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fist and like, I, I honestly think I hit the top of the bed. I was a little bit more prepared with Finn, like when they were going to be checked. I was like, okay, I know this is coming. But like, I flew the first time they checked with Freya, like to see just how far along, like um, dilated I was when they confirmed that it was the amniotic fluid that I was leaking. Oh, um, yeah. So like, it's a hardcore check. So just prepare yourself for that because I was not at all. Well, and even you telling me, I still wasn't prepared. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly, (laughs) it was, it really is completely invasive. And you're like, is this really necessary? Like, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, that was shocking. Okay. So number three. Was that three or four? No, it's, uh, oh, so yeah. So we're on four. Yeah. Apparently I can't count. Okay, so number four for me is um, the shaking. So you had mentioned it. I know this. you went through this with um, yeah. the C-section, but I had it too where I started shaking uncontrollably when they said, okay, it's time to push. And mm-hmm. I remember like just my entire body vibrating and shaking uncontrollably. And at yeah. that point, I was really cold, so I had – some warm blankets on me and so I had them piled on top of me and I was shaking through the blankets and my teeth were chattering and I remember Peter looking up and to the nurse and saying like 
is she okay? And she was like, yeah, she's okay. Like, it's just the adrenaline. Like, it's just like, it's It's real. It's crazy, eh? Yeah. And it happened both times with both kids. And I, I, cause it was just like, and I was even ready for it with Finn. I was like, okay, like we're going to push. Cause I knew that it, I was going to have to push him. And, um, they were like quickly dropping the bed and getting things going. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to shake. And I was shaking and I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't stop shaking. And I remember thinking it is just like last time that I was shaking so uncontrollably and it was totally the adrenaline. So that one really shocked me. The first time I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. And it was because yeah, like my cheek teeth were chattering. I don't remember my teeth chattering, but I remember thinking that I was like, oh my gosh, like it was like, you're shaking like you've never shook before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like it's just, yeah, it's incredible. It was like hearing those words, like go, it's time to push. And my brain was like, ah! like we can't do this no I'm not ready I don't want to do this and your body's like yes it's gonna come yeah so yeah that was that one okay um so that was number four uh number five now I think this one could be a little bit of making sense but it is also I still was not prepared for it even though I tried to get myself prepared for it I was not prepared for how hard it was to get the epidural. Okay. It was, it was so hard and so scary. Um, so like I really struggled with staying still, like being hunched over, staying still um, while they were trying to insert the epidural. That was really hard. And I know in Freya's, when I talked about Freya, that like, I really struggled with it, um, with Freya because I, it could have been the anesthesiologist as as well, but, um, I had eight attempts to get that epidural in eight holes in my back, which is crazy. But I remember at that point, my contractions were so constant that I couldn't get a break and I was trying to stay still and I was in so much pain. And Peter was trying to hold me. And then our nurse, who was like a bigger woman and strong, and she was trying to hold me still hunched over the table. And I remember looking up at the nurse and like tears in my eyes saying like, I'm so scared right now. And her having to talk me down and the anesthesiologist saying, you need to stay still. And I was trying so hard. And I looked to Peter and I said, like, you need to hold me still. And the nurse was like, you have almost 300 pounds of people pushing against you, trying to stop you from moving. We can't push anymore because like the two of them were literally trying to push me down to stop me from moving. It was so weird. Yeah. Cause, and I remember her saying, like, I remember after I looked at her and like on the verge of tears saying how scared I was, I remember her saying, you have over 300 pounds of force against you right now and I was fighting it That's so that nuts. was crazy I did a little bit yeah. better with Finn because I got my epidural a little bit earlier um so I was able I had breaks um so I was able to stay a little bit more still but even with Finn it was hard to stay still so I was not prepared for that in any way 
and I knew it was going to be hard. I don't like needles. I knew it was going to be hard, but that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. So with the twins, I was so big that when I got the, when I had to hunch over for the spinal, like I couldn't hunch over anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And so she had a bit of an issue trying to get me hunched over enough to get it in, but she obviously did. That's crazy. Like, what do you do if you're too big? And like, yeah. What if they can't? Oh my God. That terrifies me. Like, yeah, it was just like things that like, I, I didn't think it would be difficult to maneuver. It was a lot easier for Caroline. And then, um, with Caroline, actually, when I went to get it, I'm like standing there and the nurse is in front of me. She's like, uh, she's like, you're pretty calm for uh, getting this. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I just, I've had it done before. Like I'm a pro. I'm like, yeah, I've done it before. It's not so bad the second time. I was hurt. I was not like that the second time. And the, the funny thing too was like the anesthesiologist who was on duty or on call for when I had Finn came in and I didn't really recognize her. And then she was talking and I was like, Oh, are you so-and-so's mom? And she's like, yeah, I am. And she's like, sweet. She's like, are you that teacher? And she turned out (laughs) that she was her daughter, actually both her kids went to the school that I was teaching at. And I had been there for a few years. Her daughter was in the room next door to her. I had just taken her daughter on a field trip with my class. And so we were, she's like, oh, I saw you at the fun fair like three nights ago, handing That's out. funny. Yeah. So that was really funny. So she did a really good job distracting me too, because we were able to talk about that. But yeah, yeah that was funny. Um, okay. So this one is kind of goes along the lines of um, having an epidural. So like once you have an epidural, you can't eat, you're not supposed to eat. Um, Mm -hmm. so, but you can eat jello and I'm, yes. And I'm telling you now the jello is amazing. Hospital jello is delicious. Hold on. Why can you eat jello, but nothing else? Because jello is just water and gelatin. Like there's no, and sugar, there's nothing in it. But like, what happens if you have to, like, you had to have an emergency C-section? It doesn't matter. There's nothing in your stomach. It melts, right? Think about Jello. If you leave it out, I it melts. So. Yeah. Huh. So, I didn't. So you didn't can have Jello, and it's totally worth having the Jello. It huh. is delicious. Now it could also have been because, be because I don't eat sugar. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think so, of that. <laughs> when I have a baby, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have Jello, and I look forward to the Jello. Yeah, because it is delicious, and it's totally yeah, worth also when that's the only thing you can eat, mm-hmm. then it's even better, right? Yeah, it's way yeah. better than ice chips. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But yeah, so eat the Jello if you're having epidural. Lots of Jello. If you're in labor and they're not letting you eat, eat the Jello. It's delicious. It gives you a sugar rush. Like ask for Jello. Yeah, have it. More Jello, please. Yeah. Um. Okay. So going along along the lines of that. So you have your epidural, and then you start you have your pushing. Jello. Yeah, your Jello. Yeah. Don't forget the Jello. You start pushing. Mm-hmm. Um. You're in labor. So actually, I should say you have your epidural, you relax, you progress, and then you go into transitional labor, Mm -hmm. which is phase three of labor, right? So it's 
the final phase of labor. It's called advanced labor. It's phase three, like whatever title you want to give it to. Mm -hmm. Um, In that phase, it is very common to vomit. Mm. Now, I did not vomit. I am, as of yet, with the last, with my two kids, I have not vomited during labor. Um, I did get close when I was on the huffing the nitrous oxide as a pain management tool. Um, But that was because of the the nitrous, not because of the the pain pain itself but it's super common it is really common to vomit in labor especially transitional or phase three final labor um and a lot of people say like vomiting is a sign of transitional labor active labor um and that kind of goes along with the shaking and um chills and hot flashes and then also the nausea Um, so a lot of people say, oh, you know, like it's a good sign that you're vomiting because you're getting close to delivering. (laughs) Really? Is it ever good to be vomiting? No, I can't imagine it was, it's very fun. And I'd rather be be pooping than vomiting. (laughs) Uh, so I've heard a lot of people too say that they vomit as a result of the pain. So your pain, your vomit could be based on the phase of labor or it could just be your body's response to the pain. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Right. If you're in a lot of pain, like, yeah. Yeah. So I've heard that. Um, We have friends who have vomited. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I was asking around uh, in preparation for this, I was asking around a couple people at work and all of them vomited. Really? Yeah. Oh, geez. Mm hmm all of them did i to be honest i was shocked when when i found out that you could vomit because i was like what vomit like i've heard of pooping everyone lots of people poop most people poop but like i did never heard of vomiting so that was total news to me but i'm like it kind of makes sense because like even sometimes when like kids have like a sports injury or something and they're in a lot of pain they vomit right yeah yeah so i i knew that you could like i knew that there was something but I had learned that from movies. Um, and like I said, movies don't always show us paint us the right picture um, yeah. along the lines of the, uh, the water breaking. But mm-hmm. I was aware I did not, but almost everybody that I, everybody that I talked to in preparation for this episode. And then between our friends, we know a lot of people who have vomited mm-hmm. as a result of it. So it is something that is possible. Um, and don't be embarrassed about it. It happens just like poop. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with pooping. No. Own the poop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of poop, this now this one bounces a little bit to postpartum. Um, it is scary to poop for the first time after you have a baby. Oh yeah. It is oh, terrifying. C-section yeah. or vaginal. Yeah. Scary. Um, ask for the stool softeners. They will give you one in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You need it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Take all the stool softeners. Mm -hmm. And then when you get like, at least with the C-section, even when you get home, like the first few are like, yeah. And by, and by, because of the medication that you're on too plays with your system and everything like, and your hormones, like everything is out of whack. So your poop is going to be out of whack and it is scary. 
and it is usually hard. Yeah. So for, take it slow. Yeah. <laughs> Spend lots of time in the bath. I was going to say, take a book, take <laughs> a podcast, take your laptop with Netflix, like go in, have a, <laughs> have a bath before a 10 minute bath, if you can have one. Um, and then that kind of leads into another one of, okay, you buy some, you have some stool softeners for postpartum, but if you're breastfeeding, buy some Restorelax and some stool softeners. Restorelax? Restorelax is a non-behavior causing laxative. So it means you can take oh. it without your body becoming like dependent on it. Yeah. Um, and it just adds water to your bowels so that your poop is softer and is easier oh, to pass. Interesting. Because when you're breastfeeding, your mm -hmm. system slows down. So it is very common to be constipated or have really hard poop. Um, I didn't know that, but I didn't breastfeed. So yeah. So, and it's not uncommon to like have like those poop, those like toilet clogging poops that they're so big and so hard mm -hmm. that they can't go out of the toilet because of jeez. Oh, yeah well it's the same thing postpartum right those poop those poops are hard oh yeah they're very hard it yeah. is but scary. i just didn't realize that like breastfeeding would also cause that yeah it's scary so take stool softeners and if you need some restore relax because i like and i it's good to have for kids after too um if you need it later on but um yeah poop is scary it is scary after Okay. So that then leads into some recovery to with the delivery as well. The size of the placenta. Did you ever see your placenta? Now you were on the table. No, okay. I was on the table. Um, I didn't see anything. I tried not to see anything. So okay. I didn't, didn't look. So all I know is I saw a little bit of blood on a whole bunch of stuff. So, out of the corner of my eye when I was leaving. Yeah. Okay. I was shocked. So I'm shocked at the size of a full term placenta. Mm -hmm. They're they're big. Like we're talking twenty two centimeters, nine nine inches long. Well, I guess a baby's big, right? Yeah. Like and yeah, so it makes over sense. a pound. A full term weighs over a pound. Like, think about yeah. that. That's crazy. That's crazy. So I'm shocked by that. Um, like Freya's was very, very small. Even for well, Freya was really, really small. Yes. Yeah. But even for being a preemie, her placenta and umbilical cord were extremely, extremely small. Like even the doctor commented and said, like, this is this one of the smallest placentas I have ever seen. Um, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was shocking how small it was um and then even her umbilical and umbilical cords i had no idea how big of like a full term umbilical cord is so when i was looking into this like the information for this because i was like my experience is with preemies so obviously my stuff is smaller but Freya's was really really small and mm -hmm. uncharacteristically small um Finn's was a little bit bigger and I did not get to see Finn's other than him, other than them saying, yep, everything looks good. Going to send it off to pathology. Um, but like the average, so the placenta is big and then mm -hmm. the umbilical cord is huge. 
mm-hmm. like crazy huge. It is between like a full term. Again, I'm talking full term for people because that's hopefully Most what everybody has. Having full terms, yeah. yeah. 50 to 60 centimeters, which is like 19 to 23 inches long. Is That's crazy. Yeah, the umbilical cord. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It makes sense as to why they can get wrapped around their neck. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, all... it totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah they're I was... like floating in there and yeah. So crazy. And also the thickness. The thickness of an umbilical cord is shocking yeah. to me. I was not a mat prepared for that. Like, and like the texture of cutting it is really weird too. Oh yeah, because he Peter would have cut the cord, whereas yeah. he didn't cut the cord. So Peter cut Freya's cord, and he said it was—I can't remember what he likened it to. It's really thick. It's a lot thicker than you think, and it's hard. Like you have to like kind of scissor your way through it. You can't just do like a little snap like a ribbon. It's yeah. heavy, and you kind of cut through. We yeah. did. He did not get to cut Finn's cord. No, um, yeah. because of having to be take, you know, because of his situation and not having any vitals. Um, But so we didn't get that. And his cord was wrapped around his neck twice. So, um, but Freya's he got to cut and they were like, be prepared, you know? Yeah. So the umbilical cord and placenta are crazy. Yeah. Really weird. Um, But, and even Freya's umbilical cord, like I digress, but so her placenta was really 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 tiny mm-hmm. and Freya's umbilical cord was hugely short to the point where she just barely made it out of my body and um could not get any further like she was flush up the umbilical cord Peter cut the cord like partially inside because that is as far as she could get out that's crazy um, Cause I remember feeling like I could feel the pressure of the scissors and the clamps up against like my bum. Eh? Yeah. Cause she was breathing. Like she was breathing. She was okay. I know, but um, it just cause it was such an awkward spot. That's why I'm surprised they let him cut it. Yeah. Yeah. But they let him do it. So he got mm-hmm. to do that once at least. So um, yeah, the placenta and the umbilical cord are crazy and way bigger than I ever thought they were. I knew that the umbilical cord was really thick, but I didn't realize that it was like really hard to cut. I still somehow in my mind thought it'd be easy to cut. It's not easy. It's really, I want to feel, want to say like, it was kind of like cutting a sauce, a raw sausage. That's what I was harder, but like harder. There's more almost like a pepperette or something, a really thick sausage. Yeah. But like with the, texture of a sauce like the raw sausage meat inside because a pepperette is kind of hard, like is fully hard yeah it wasn't yeah weird very weird okay so my last one uh-huh with delivering there's a lot of pressure that builds up from pushing mm-hmm. your lady bits are going could very well swell oh i didn't know that like really big hemorrhage um sorry uh, oops. what are the lumps in your bum? Oh, hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. There you go. Yeah. So hemorrhoids can result from it. That's pretty common. Hemorrhoids after are pretty common. Um, but like swollen labia, swollen everything. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, you're, you know, like, 
<laughs> ice packs, yeah, frozen hospital gloves that are not filled with water, knotted, and then frozen are your best friend. Padsicles, best friend um, to help with the swelling. Even like a, a glove, a rubber glove filled with ice mm-hmm. tied up and then you just sit on it and just sh- kind of like press it up against will help. Um, yeah. It, yeah, because it makes sense too because you're pushing, right? You're putting all that force. Yeah, it makes a sense. Very central area, a very small area. And your body's response is like there's blood there. There's lots and you're going to swell. It's very common to swell. And like some women swell really, really badly. So that's another reason why some women could be moving so slowly or sitting on a donut postpartum Mm -hmm. is because they're swollen or they have really bad hemorrhoids as a result of pushing. Yeah, hemorrhoids I knew you could get, but uh, I didn't realize that you would swell up like that, but it totally makes sense. Yeah, like tender. And I I don't remember being swollen with Freya. Um, but I remember with Finn, I was swollen a bit, um, but I had a lot more fluid. They pumped me with a lot more fluid, um, with, with Finn. So, um, that could have had something to do with it. Yeah. And, um, the nurse said, she was like, take a whole bunch of gloves, fill them with ice and just sit on them. And so when I was taken from the delivery room, um to a holding room Mm -hmm. uh they she was like sit on this she was like there's a whole bunch of ice like frozen gloves yeah uh, to sit on and then I always think of the okay so people will figure out that I reference a lot of tv like I make connections to tv in life like nothing nobody's business so the show Life in Pieces, which is a hilarious show and is no longer on air, but totally worth watching. But their very first episode, their pilot episode, first story in it is two couple, like a couple that is having a baby. And everything that happens inside is in that episode, that four minute episode mm. is so true. And like she has a glove that is frozen. So it's a purple hospital glove, frozen solid device. Yeah. Like, she's like, you gotta, you gotta put it in like the finger. So she wants to like, she asked her husband to like, take the finger, the glove, (laughs) frozen glove and shove it into her vagina. And that's hilarious. And she like, it's like, he's like, no, I can't do that. And she's like, I just gave you a baby, just do it. And so she, and she's like, oh yeah, there it is. Because that's what you need to do. You just need to freeze your vagina and you're That's like, you just freeze everything internally, externally, like you need to ice it. And, um, like witch hazel helps to, to like take the swelling down. Um, and yeah. Yeah. That's part of the pad sickles, right? Yeah. I the witch hazel on the pad sickles. I, yeah, I never got around to be making, um, pad sickles, but, uh, I think it's like aloe, and yeah. witch hazel I just use straight witch hazel and I love it I just soak pads with it and just put it yeah. on and it feels so nice it's cooling and calming you can also get like freezing spray that's safe to put on your bits mm-hmm. um yeah so your whole groin is gonna swell or so, will likely swell so definitely get the hospital gloves on 
yeah, take as many hospital gloves as you can steal. Yeah. Yeah. Take them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Things you don't know, right? I know. Yeah. And make one of those, <laughs> make a, make a frozen glove to just sit on. Yeah. No. So did they have those at the hospital then? Like pre-frozen gloves or no? Um, no. So I had, the nurse gave me crushed ice in a glove. Um, and then I'm just trying to think, I think at one of the hospitals I was at with Finn, they had frozen patsicles made in a really to use like to take. Yeah. Huh? Because I was on a floor where you were, where people were staying. We were yeah. in the NICU and like there was a kitchen, like a parent space in the NICU. Yeah. Um, and there was a care and in the, there was a freezer where you could get pre-made patsicles that they had made up. Nurses had made up for, for well, and if you're in the NICU, chances are like you delivered early and yeah. you're not prepared. So you wouldn't have things like that. Right. So that's nice that they would offer that. Yeah. I only used it a couple of times. I did fill up my gloves with ice because it was just easier um, to just sit on it while I was pumping and thing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So how, like how many days were you swollen for? Um, for notice, like uncomfortable, I'd say like maybe 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't swollen for long. I do know of someone who was swollen for about two weeks. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. She really suffered and was in excruciating pain, like had to sit on a donut for, and after she had, um, after the swelling had gone, she still had to sit on a donut. Like two weeks was, she could barely move. Oh, man. Because of how swollen she was. Yeah. Yeah. And that was her first baby. She was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for that. That was scary for her. Like mm-hmm. at one point she was like, is this normal? I was like, yes, it is. Well, the thing is there is no normal, right? Like every, every woman is different and every delivery is different. So normal is whatever happens, I guess. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, being swollen is normal. Being so swollen is very normal. Yeah. And uncomfortable. It hurts. Oh, I bet. I hope, well, the whole birth thing period hurts, right? It doesn't doesn't matter how you give birth. I know. You can't, you can't avoid not having some sort of discomfort when it comes to birth. Mm-hmm. Even like prenatal, like getting jabbed with a million needles. like That's true too. Right? Like it's the whole thing isn't very comfy, but you get a precious baby at the end of it. So it's And all- that's why... And that's why we do it and not men because <laughs> we know how they act when they get a cold. That's true. Very true. Yeah. So, but anyway. yeah, so you can swell, you can vomit, you can explode with, and, um, fluid. You can need a catheter, all sorts of fun stuff. I know. Isn't it I great? Know. Yeah, everyone listening is. But go for the Jello now. Yeah, go for the Jello. The Jello is the highlight. Yeah, well, the and your baby. Everything, right? So. And yeah. your baby. Well, that's at the end, though. Yeah. Jello is the highlight of the birthing process. The Jello is so good. 
Like, I know it's like, it's such a joke, but like, really it is. I love the jello. It, like I said, it could also be because I don't eat sugar in yeah. my normal life. And then probably like, a little yeah, bit I get to have jello yeah. today. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thanks for sharing and being so honest and candid with no everything. Problem. No problem. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.